of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 26 of Conference Talk. Kevin and Shelby here, but as you all know, if you've listened to last episode, um, this episode we've delegated <laughs> to some, well, to a friend of ours, um, Samuel Robenheimer, who ha- was on the Book of Mormon podcast a while back when he was serving here in the Fort Worth, Texas mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that was episode 14. It sure was. Of the Book of Mormon podcast. So go back and listen to that one for sure to to get a little bit more uh, from him if you liked this one, which I know you will. So he has his two friends with him on this talk, and their names are Caden and Connor. And so they will be discussing with uh, Samuel about the finest homes and i forgot who it's by oh my goodness it's by l elder l whitney clayton there you go so they're gonna be discussing his talk and their thoughts about it and i'm I'm really grateful that they did this for us so and they're all returned missionaries all within like three to five months ago so you're in for a treat (laughs) enjoy and we will talk to you after they're finished Hey everyone, um, before we get started on our little thought that we were asked to um, help out with, we'd just like to introduce ourselves. My name is Samuel Robenheimer, um, and I've got my friends Caden Comish and Connor Cochiever with me, uh, helping me out today. Um, just to introduce myself really quickly, I have been on the podcast before, um, but I served in Texas, Fort Worth Mission. I've been home four and a half months now, um, and I am so grateful for the opportunity that I had to serve there and for the many experiences I've had since I've been home. And I'm excited to be a part of this today again. I'm Caden Comish. I returned about five months ago from serving in the Honduras-San Pedro Sula East Mission. Um, And I had lots of unique and really powerful experiences that um, I'm grateful to be able to reflect on a little bit today and to be able to share some thoughts. And my name is Connor Cochiever. I also came home about five months ago from the Chile Antofagasta Mission up in the northern part of Chile. Um, I'm very excited to be here and share any insights that, that I can uh, share with you guys. 
Awesome. And I'm super excited to be with both of these guys. I've been friends with them for a couple of years now, um, and they are spiritual giants, so I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Um, the topic that we are going to be talking about comes from the April 2020 General Conference, um, the talk, The Finest Homes, by Elder L. Whitney Clayton um, of the Presidency of the Seventy. And I love this talk. Um, I chose it. I was asked to choose a talk, and I chose this one because it's super personal to me, and it's helped me out a lot. Um, you know, we look at our lives, and we, we start to compare ourselves to others, the outward expression of ourselves. We start to look at success from beauty, from success uh, in money, in our jobs, and in schooling, and what we're studying. And I know it gets me down. And this is why this talk helps me out a lot, is it helps us focus on what's important. It points us back to where we really should be focusing our lives on and where success really does come from. Um, and the quote I'd like to start out with before I have these two share some of their ideas and their thoughts from studying um, comes from, it's like the third paragraph, I think, and it says, From the Lord's perspective, establishing the finest homes has everything to do with the personal qualities of the people who live there. And I love that because he starts out talking about homes and like what a true home looks like, what a fine home looks like. And he, it talks about, it's not about what's inside or what's on the outside, it's about the people. Um, but when we relate that to ourselves individually, it's not what's on the outside, it's not our health or anything like that, it's who we are and who we're becoming, um, which is, why we're so excited to share this because we've seen each other become something so much over the course of our missions and our friendships and we're just super excited to share those ideas with you so right off the bat elder clayton talks about the most important quality um that we can have as um as he's talking about the the fine homes um he talks he says that the most important quality is the image of Christ that is reflected in us. The characteristics of Christ that we have that have developed over time. And he uses the phrase intentional progress along the covenant path. So in our lives, we must have this intentional progress where we intentionally make decisions to become more like Christ and to develop His image and be able to reflect that to others. Definitely. So... I guess for you, Caden, how or what brought that focus into your life of wanting to follow the covenant path? Um, well, s s a little bit before I left on my mission, um, well, my older brother had left on his mission and I was debating whether or not I wanted to serve as a missionary um, and what that meant for the rest of my life, the direction I was headed in for the rest of my life. Um, and I felt very strongly through lots of experiences that the most important thing um, for me to do is follow Christ and be like Him. So the attributes of Christ and our reflection of Christ, um, how we are similar to Him, the ways that we can be like Him, have become like the stepping stones to where I want to be, to what I want to become and what I want to do. I love that. I love that. Thank you. You know, I, I look at that, and I think that's all how 
everyone feels, and most of the people listening to this can probably agree, if not all of us, that we want to be more like Jesus Christ, and I love that that's our focus. Um, But oftentimes it's hard. It's hard to look at Christ and be like, he's perfect, and I am a 20-year-old. Like, I've made so many mistakes in my life. Um, But knowing that there is a way to become more like Jesus Christ, and that is through following the gospel like this talk talks about. Um, And and going right off of that, one of the points that... uh, that the speaker makes is he says quote as we become more like him we will feel at home in his house and he will feel at home in ours and so something that I've been working on especially since coming home from the mission and, and a big point that my mission president made that we could focus on was to try and become disciples of Jesus Christ ourselves and just try and do everything in a way that reflects the Savior in all that we do so big, a big part of that is you know, being worthy to go to the temple. And when we're worthy to go to the temple, we're showing our respect to him, and that will make us feel comfortable there. And when we know that we are comfortable and worthy to be in the temple, then we can know that uh, the Spirit can dwell freely in our homes and that it will feel comfortable, just as comfortable with us as we are with it. I love that. love that. Um, there's a quote. Uh, to follow along with that, um, in going through kind of the steps that this talk talks about, and I, I highly suggest listening to it if you get the opportunity to, or reading it yourself. Um, but it says, Residents in the finest homes make time to study the scriptures and the words of living prophets every day. And for me personally, the scriptures have helped me uh, know how to change myself little by little. Um, to become more like the Savior, and I've found that as I've read the scriptures, I have become a lot more uh, patient and kind and understanding of those around me. I've been more open to the Spirit and uh, the guidance that it gives me. Um, Connor, if you don't mind me asking a question, how have the scriptures helped you to become more like the Savior? Um, really, growing up, especially you know when I was younger, the scriptures had a a big place in my home. My parents like to study the scriptures every day when possible as a family. Not that it always worked out like that, but it was it was always something we did. But it, they didn't really have a big impact on me personally until until I had grown up a little bit. And uh, something that I try to do now when I study the scriptures is I find each like each character in the scriptures and how they were a disciple of Jesus Christ like I mentioned earlier that's usually my focus I find out how they were a disciple of Jesus Christ and what they did to reflect him in their lives so if it says in the scriptures that they were bold or that they were loving or that they would that they would testify or that they had faith those are attributes of Christ that I can read and reflect in my own life to try and be more like him i love that i love that so the scriptures kind of give us not not blueprints but they give us like a yeah an outline of how we can become more like christ um kaden i got a question for you and while connor was speaking um i thought about this on your mission i mean you taught people about the book of mormon every day right now how did you see the book of mormon on a more simple way impact the lives of those you were teaching um, well, many of the people that 
I taught had a Christian background, um, knew of Christ and believed in Christ, but very few had studied intently the Bible or the words, you know, of Christ, the words of God. And um, as we invited these people to read the Book of Mormon and to study it, they, the biggest difference that they saw in their lives that many of them um, expressed to us was realizing who Christ is for them and that it wasn't simply saying they were Christian believing that Christ exists but having a personal re relationship with their Savior and knowing who he is as a friend as a close relative as our older brother I love that and I love how you mentioned that personal relationship with the Savior that it helps us to find. I mean, on my mission, I, I learned a lot about the importance of the Savior and the importance of repentance and changing. Um, and it, I think it goes perfectly along with this quote. I mean, the Savior is there for us and His atonement is there for us to repent and to come closer to Him. And this quote says, Daily repentance is a transformative tool that enables us to grow a little kinder more loving, and more understanding. Studying the scriptures brings us closer to the Savior, whose generous love and grace assists us with our growth. Now, I love that, because daily repentance, which just means turning to God, turning to God daily through the scriptures, through prayer, uh, through doing so many things that we could do to turn to the Savior and to our Father in heaven, help us to find his love and that love is what assists us in our growth in becoming something greater which is, I think is incredible you know. well I'd like to um, refer back to the quote that Connor shared earlier as we become more like him we feel at home in his house and he will feel at home in ours so as we become more like the Savior we feel more comfortable in his presence and we would feel more comfortable with him being in our presence so as we become more like him, we understand who he is better, and we can better emulate him further. And we are constantly changing, constantly starting over, having new beginnings to become more like our Savior. And we understand him more because we're more like him, and it's a, an infinite process. I love how, how he mentions uh, that that the commandments are the foundation which, on which discipleship is built. He mentions that uh, building our lives or our discipleship is a lot like building a temple. We have to start by clearing brush, leveling the land, and uh, those initial efforts to, to you know, clear out anything from our lives that is unnecessary or that might distract the spirit. And then we can start putting down a foundation of the of keeping the commandments and living worthily and then as as he says we will become firm steadfast and immovable like the steel frameworks of a temple I love that man I love this talk I could go on forever um, just talking about the importance of following the Savior and the importance of applying the gospel um, as I read and as I talked with these two and as they've shared their thoughts, something that I have thought greatly upon is the importance of looking at our own lives and kind
kind of reapplying our purpose, right? We read in the scriptures in uh, Alma 32, if I remember correctly, or Alma 34, and it says, you know, we are here to prepare to meet God. We are here to prepare for that time to when we come and we are with our Father in heaven again. And we aren't going to be comfortable if we aren't prepared. And <laughs> putting on makeup isn't going to prepare us to be with God. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Uh, going to parties, if we're doing what's right, isn't a bad thing. Uh, driving a nice car isn't a bad thing. But at the end of the day, uh, you're not really going to be prepared if you're not focusing on the spiritual aspects of your life. I mean, something that I love, honestly, about the scriptures um, in Mosiah it talks about how when you are focusing on the Lord, when you are coming closer to Him, He blesses you temporally. He blesses you with those outward things. He helps you to be able to find success in your work, in your home, in your family. He helps you to be able to come closer to Him. And there's a story in this talk that talks about that. Um, if Caden would be willing to share some of that story uh, with us. So Elder Clayton talks about um, an assignment that he was on in Paraguay where he met with stake presidents and he says that he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to tell them. So he asked them to tell him the good things that were happening in their stakes. And they began telling of a few good things and a few bad things. And he said by the time they got around the table that the last stake president only mentioned some very hard trials that they were going through in their stake, that the members of their stake were having and that they were having as a whole. And he was impressed to ask them a question. And I'd like to read the quote of, to read the exact words. He says, um, Presidents of the members in your stakes who pay a full tithing, pay a generous fast offering, magnify their callings in the church, actually, actually visit their families as home teachers or visiting teachers every month, hold family home evening, study the scriptures, and hold family prayer each day. How many have problems they cannot address on their own without the church having to step in and solve their problems for them? So we have this reassurance that as we strive to do the basic things we know we should do to keep the commandments, to be disciples of Christ, that we will be able to solve the problems that come in our lives. These stake presidents answered and said that none of the members of their stakes were doing all those things and were still unable to solve their problems on their own. So the problems that we have aren't impossible to overcome. With the Lord's help and as we are obedient, we can overcome those things. And that, that, that Caden mentioned that story reminds me of a, a talk I heard when I was, when I was younger. I don't know why this has always stuck in my mind, but it has. That someone mentioned that uh, sometimes doing things in the church is, is like eating. You know, we have to eat every day and we have to do it three times a day. Um, sometimes when we, when we pray, it's, you know, we're told to pray when we wake up in the morning at the beginning of each meal and when we go to sleep at night. And maybe that's just because the blessings of a prayer last just long enough to reach until the next meal. We have to go to the, to the uh, sacrament meetings once a week because that's how often we need to be reminded of our covenants. Obviously, we need to be thinking about them all the time, but that weekly renewal of our covenants is, is so necessary. And so if we are always studying our scriptures and always remembering to pray, we're never going to have the, the same needs uh, temporally because we know on, on who we're, we're relying
Definitely. I love that. And I love both of yours, your insights and the spirit that you carry with what you have said. Um, and I'd like to say that what they have shared is true. And I know that it, that is true because um, I've seen it in my life as well. Um, there's an incredible lady, just a quick story before we end, that I taught on my mission. Her name is uh, Miss Howard. That's what we called her. Um, and she, we met her and she was, she was incredible. She was doing a lot of the things that the church already believes in. Um, she would read from the Bible. She'd pray. Um, and she'd go to church at the church she was attending at the time uh, when she could. And we started teaching her. We introduced her to the Book of Mormon and she read a couple pages of it. And she, she liked it. And so we started teaching her the lessons. And one day we got to the Word of Wisdom. And we had been teaching her for like six months at this point. And we are like, well, this is going to make or break it, right? She's either going to keep letting us teach her or um, she's not. And we, we taught her about the Word of Wisdom. We introduced it. and Because um, funny enough, the day before, she was like, I will never give up liquor. I will never give up my coffee. And we were like, well, here's a pamphlet. Like, please read it. And so we go back and we teach her about it. And immediately, right off the bat, she's like, I will live it. I will not drink coffee anymore. I will not drink my brandy. She was like, I'm done. I'm done. And a couple months later, we came back. I mean, we'd been coming back weekly. But we came back and we followed up and we asked her how she was doing. And she has a lot of health issues. Um, and we turned to her and we just said, hey, how are you doing with the word of wisdom? And she said, I got up and I cleaned my entire apartment today and I didn't have to sit down. And in that moment, I, I realized how vitally important it is. Even the little things like the word of wisdom are so important to us. And the, the little things in the gospel bless us on such a big way. I mean, she just gave up a little bit of coffee and she said she drank like once every couple months at a, like at a social gathering. Um, so it wasn't even like a big deal, but she gave that up and the Lord blessed her in so many ways. And I am so grateful for those experiences that I've had on my mission as well, where I saw the gospel not only bless myself, but others. Because um, I can testify that as we do, read our scriptures, as we do go to church, as we do pray daily, as we do pay our tithing, as we do fulfill our callings and magnify our callings, as we do go and visit those people that we minister to, the Lord will bless us in so many ways. And I think in the scriptures it says, for everything you do, I'm paraphrasing, but for everything you do, the Lord blesses us a hundredfold. And I'll take that any day in my life. I, I need those blessings and I know that as I do show the Savior how much I love Him by doing those things, He blesses me. Something I, I love about the commandments is that it's, it's up to us. It's not like, it's not like it, we're going to get struck down by lightning or anything. You know, we have the option. And we may not notice the joy that it's bringing to our lives, but when you when it's not there it's very evident when we don't have that that peace of mind that comes with keeping the commandments there's something missing in our lives and whether that's the spirit or just the joy that comes with having the spirit's companionship it's it's noticeable mm -hmm. and i'm i'm grateful to be able to to know that that when i'm feeling down or i'm feeling sad that maybe there's something i need to change definitely 
Um, I'd like to share my testimony that, um, well, add it to Elder Clayton's as he talks about the the importance of reflecting the image of Christ um, in ourselves and making ourselves into fine homes, as he talks about. Um, I know that as we strive to be more like the Savior and apply the Christ-like attributes to ourselves and our lives, that we really can become more like Him, that we can have His Spirit inside of us and inside of our homes, and that it's something that we'll be able to reflect. And as He asks us to do, we can let that shine, that light shine before men. And I know that Christ wants to help us improve. He wants to help us grow and progress. As long as we put forth our effort, He will help us. Definitely. Um, thank you so much for listening to us talk about something we love so much. Um, i just like to leave an invitation for those of you who are are feeling a little down, you feel like you're a little lost in the world, uh, take a little look at your life. Uh, when's the last time you studied the scriptures? When's the last time that you prayed? When's the last time that you went to church or participated in church in your own home during this uh, time of the COVID-19? Um, there's a lot of things we can do to realign ourselves. And it's it might take a little bit of effort at first, but as we do rely on the Savior, as we do refocus ourselves on what's important, we can find those blessings that the the Lord promises us. Um, in closing, there's one more quote I'd like to share. Um, and it's kind of what I, I found was the main focus of this this talk. And it says, The Savior is the perfect engineer, builder, and interior designer. His project is the perfection and eternal joy of our souls. And I just like to close off by saying that I know that that is true. As we follow the Savior and as we rely on Him, we will be able to find that perfection and eternal joy. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Well, we hope you enjoyed Samuel, Connor, and Caden's thoughts. And Kevin and I just want to thank them for being willing to talk and share their testimonies of, of this talk and, and what they learned to be true and, and know to be true. And so uh, we just want to bear testimony that we know everything that they said is true and that the gospel of Jesus Christ is true and it is real and it blesses our lives. Kevin, do you have anything you want to add? I don't think so. Uh, I'm in. I'm unified with my wife <laughs> in uh, in my gratitude and my testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, next episode is going to be um, us again talking mm-hmm. about Elder Christofferson. Um, his talk titled sharing the message of the restoration and the resurrection. And so definitely tune in for that one. We've only got two episodes of conference talk left. That's including that one. Right. Yeah. Um, So, and then it's the next general conference. And tune in because we got that new feed coming. We're going to have a new intro coming your way. We're, We're stepping our game up. 
So that's right. Be there or don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We will talk to you next time. Bye.